what's up, Burned In Teachers? Welcome to episode 159 of the Burned In Teacher podcast. In this episode, I'm going to answer another Ask BIT question. And that question is something that I have heard from so many different spaces in my world lately. And that is, how can I stay positive when my coworkers are burned out and or extremely negative? I'm going to go deep into this one. Let's dive in. Hey there, I'm Amber Harper, former burned out teacher turned teacher burnout coach, dedicated to helping other teachers like you to grow through your burnout and take your next best steps toward what you want from your career in education and in life. After an embarrassing emotional breakdown in front of my teacher besties, I knew something needed to change and that something was me. I decided that I wasn't going to settle for burnout as my sentence as a teacher, mom, wife, or friend. And I knew it was going to take way more than practicing conventional self-care to make the progress I wanted to make. No amount of manicures, bottles of wine, or bubble baths was going to save this girl. Fast forward to a few years later, and I've used everything I've learned about teacher burnout and personal development to write a book, build a course, and lead a community of burned-in teachers who refuse to settle for a life of burnout as their forever reality. I've used my burnout as an opportunity to become an active participant in my life, in the classroom, and here on the mic, using all that I've learned to teach kids and serve teachers. And you can do the same. The Burned In Teacher Podcast is one part burnout and all other parts action, inspiration, and support to help you grow through your burnout and live a happier, more fulfilled career and life. So take a deep breath, my friend, because you're about to take your next best step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Let's dive in. Hey, what's up, Vernon teachers? Welcome into episode 159, where I'm going to answer the Ask BIT question, how can I stay positive when my coworkers are burned out and or are so negative? Oh my gosh. So what's really interesting about answering this question is I've known for a few weeks that I was going to record this episode and answer this question. And I kid you not, twice in conversations that I've had with other teachers today, They have been talking about the negativity that they've been experiencing and how they are trying to protect themselves from it. So it's going to be a quick answer um, with several things to consider that I know you're going to find applicable to your situation because this isn't just for your school. Like this is for any conversation. Maybe it's with your family, maybe with parents, right? Your parents, maybe with your siblings or with friends, like we have to protect protect ourselves from the negativity because Lord knows there is plenty of that to go around. But before we dive into that, I cannot go another episode without reading this amazing review that I got from, I. It, there's no name, it's just a bunch of letters and numbers, but they were so gracious in their Apple podcast um, review. They said, Amber, this podcast has been absolutely crucial for me to be able to stay in this career this year. Amber provides a long-term solution to an ever-present problem in education, and her suggestions actually work. It's right on target and exactly what I needed. Thank you for helping me to heal my burnout and to start preventing it. 
I'm still learning, but I'm making progress. So thanks again for that five-star review and for that wonderful, um, for that five-star rating rather, and that wonderful review. I really do appreciate hearing from you, whether it's with you leaving a rating and review on Apple iTunes, podcasts, Spotify, sending me a DM on Instagram at Burned In Teacher, or jumping into the Facebook community. Um, We have a free podcast Facebook community that you can join anytime to ask any questions. You know, this is a safe space for you to come in and talk about podcast episodes and how you can apply them more deeply to your life. So thanks again for that. And all of these reviews and ratings, they really do help other teachers to find the Burned In Teacher podcast. And we need all the help we can get, right? All right, so let's dive into this question of how to stay positive when coworkers are burned out or extremely negative. So I would say that this episode is really going to be geared towards those burned and over it teachers. Um, You know, the teachers that are surrounded by negativity and apathy, whether it's your students, your administration, your coworkers, um, your personal life, you know, however um, this negativity is finding you, it is really starting to seep into your being as a teacher. That doesn't mean that this doesn't apply to burned and unbalanced or burned and bored teachers or teachers that are not burned out but something is off. Um, But I think this would be really helpful for any of you that are finding yourself just kind of dragging because you know that you're going to be faced with this negativity from your coworkers every day. So as you may already have predicted, I'm going to first of all suggest that you stop and reflect. So I want you to reflect on a couple of things before you start thinking about your next step because the step after reflection is going to cause you to maybe get a little bit uncomfortable, all right? And and that's okay. We're all about getting uncomfortable here because discomfort causes lasting change. So the first thing that I want you to reflect on is to check on your own self-awareness first. So what have you maybe said or done or not done that has let these people think that it's okay to be negative around you? Maybe you're a people pleaser. Maybe you change yourself around different groups of people so that you can fit in or to appease people. So this is sort of that, um, we I talked a, an episode or two ago about, you know, the fight or flight responses, you know, our human stress responses. So are you just trying to sort of fawn in these situations where people are negative and just appease them because you don't want to make them upset? You don't want to like, you know, turn them off to talking to you and you end up just either agreeing or saying nothing. Um, just to keep that peace with those negative people. So I want you to really think about that first. And of course, I always suggest that you sort of brain dump these things down on paper. It really does help you to gain some clarity on, you know, what is that negative stuff? And actually, that's the second step. All right. So what are the negative things that you are hearing them say? Because here's the, here's the, here's the idea with brain dumping and kind of listing out these negative things that you hear them say. I think there is a very fine line between negativity and people actually telling you what they're struggling with. And I think that it's important to pay attention to those things. Um, You know, 
as a teacher myself, the last thing that I would want is for me to be voicing and advocating for myself or talking about things that are hard and for it to come across to somebody else as negative. Some people don't have the self-awareness that they need in order to um, express their need for help um, the way that we might, the way that burden teachers might. So I think it's sort of you kind of writing these negative things down, maybe even kind of writing down the people and the things that you consistently hear them say, like kind of do a deep dive in this. And and the reason is, is because this is sort of like uh, step three in the burned in process. This is about reflecting on your challenges. And right now, negative people and negative talk is a challenge for you. So I really kind of want you to, to lean into these things and figure out why they are a challenge to you. Okay, so you could notice after the work that you're doing that you may have a solution or an idea that you could share with them or a resource that you know of that could help them with this challenge. And on the other side of this coin, you may realize that in fact they are grumbling about the same old thing, you know, um, her government's lack of respect for teachers, the lack of pay, you know, that kind of thing where you know that there really is no good solution that you can come up with together um, and, and then move on. Um, so I really want you to start there, checking your own self-awareness and then also sort of listing out the negative things that you are hearing and who you are hearing them from so that you can sort of get to the bottom of why this is bothering you so much. Chances are when you do this practice, you're going to come up with some realizations about what is going to be your next best step for you. You know, I've talked many, many, many times on this podcast about the importance of getting quiet and really doing some reflection so that you can either then do some reframing or some or take some action in some in some way. So my next suggestion to you then is going to be sort of a a pre-avoidance step because here's the truth when it comes to negativity in any workplace, not just in a school. Sometimes we place ourselves in physical spaces with others who are negative. And because um, because you sound like somebody who's self-aware and who realizes that this is not a space that you want to be in, you want to remove yourself from that negative space, right? But... The reality is, is that we can't always just choose to remove ourselves from those negative spaces and places, at least not right away. So I'm going to offer you some pre-avoidance encouragements slash, I want to say challenges because it is, it might feel like kind of icky and uncomfortable at first because maybe you've never done these things, especially if you are a people pleaser where you, again, you've tried to appease or avoid any sort of confrontation. But I'm telling you, change comes in the uncomfortable moments. So after you've sort of reflected on the people and the negative things that they are saying and whether or not you feel like you can help them, again, you may have already come up with some possible solutions um, with these situations. But here are my pre-avoidance because if you can't avoid being in the same space with these people, um, which could be a, a real possibility, here's what I want to encourage you to do. Number one, I'm going to tell you what I tell my kindergartners. 
Put blinders on. Ignore them. Don't let their negativity into your space. And that comes with building mental strength. So do your best to ignore. So I have some strategies to help you to ignore this negative talk if it's happening in a space that you really can't do anything about it. Okay, gosh, there are any number of different scenarios that we could be in where negative talk is happening. Um, We just don't have enough time on this podcast to go through all of them. So um, my, my first suggestion to you is to ignore and here's how you can ignore. Number one, in your mind when this negative talk is happening, I want you to kind of go into your own space and make a list in your mind of some things that you're grateful for. And it could be anything. Could be grateful that you get to work in a building where it keeps you protected from the elements. All right. Maybe it's really um, rainy or cold outside. And gosh, I'm really glad that I work in a place where I get to be um, in a comfortable temperature controlled environment. It could be taking some time to be grateful for your family or your friends, um, any number of things. The breakfast that you had this morning, your warm coffee that you get to eat or that you get to drink, um, in, even in this maybe you know negative space that you get to enjoy your cup of coffee. Along with the coffee or the tea or the water or pop, whatever it is that you're choosing to drink, become mindful of things that you are noticing around you. Mindfulness is simply pausing, paying attention, and being mindful of your bodily sensations and the things that you see and hear around you. Now, obviously, we are tuning out the negative talk, right? So we're not going to (laughs) listen. But you can look around and just notice some things. Um, I think that this is something that I have even um, unintentionally been doing when I'm warming up my lunch um, in the teacher's lounge. I have become, (laughs) it's become a habit of mine to look at these old pictures of the staff that's hung in the lounge. And I always look for certain people and um, I look for my husband because he used to be the principal at this school that I'm at now. And um, so it's just fun to find people that still work there and kind of wonder about who's there anymore and, you know, who's not. And um, so just kind of take notice, you know, look around the room, Um, pay attention to how your body feels, you know, do you feel comfortable? Um, do you, you know, again, you can go back to gratitude, you know, as you're paying attention to things happening around the room, um, any number of things to take your mind off of them. Because essentially, if you're listening to this negative talk, you are allowing them to take up space and energy from you. And your biggest resource, one of your biggest resources rather, is your energy. And we've got to protect it. And that's one way that you can do that. Another uh, thing that I would really encourage you to do is not to contribute. Do not agree. If you don't agree with the things that they're saying, don't nod your head yes. Just remain un, just kind of unfazed by it, right? Like just sit and do those mindfulness practices, make your gratitude list, and don't contribute, Okay. Here is where I'm going to ask you to maybe get uncomfortable. And this is where it's going to take some consistency, all right? But maybe instead of saying nothing, maybe you can say, is there a possible solution that we can come up with together? Or how can I help you with this? You know, this has come up several times. Is there anything that we could do together to try to find a solution to this problem? Because this comes up every time that we sit down to have lunch together or every time that we collaborate, you know. So let's let's try to find some solutions. I guarantee you 
the room will probably fall silent and it will get awkward. And that's okay. In my opinion, awkward is a good thing in these situations (laughs) because it lets the person who's consistently complaining know that you're uncomfortable and you're ready to move on. And trust me, because I know some people in my own life like this, it might take a couple of times for you to say this or to ask these questions for them to get the hint. Okay, so be patient. Meet them where they are, not where you wish that they were because everybody is in a different part of their journey. And the fact is, especially if you've gone through Burned in Teacher University or you've read Hacking Teacher Burnout, you know things that they don't. And that doesn't make you better than them, but you are definitely in a different place than they are in your journey. And and that's that has to be okay. Everybody's on their own journey and hopefully someday they will find a path out of their burnout and their negativity, but chances are they might not. And unless they ask, you ask, is there any way that we can come up with a solution together? And of course, this is non-confrontational. You're just being neutral. What can we do about this? Okay? If these things don't work, and they might work, if they don't, here's my next step. You're going to have to build some boundaries. All right? I've said this quote before. It is a quote I come back to over and over and over again in my life. If you don't set boundaries for what you will and will not tolerate or for how people can and cannot treat you, we can't be mad at them when they continually cross them, okay? You have to create a boundary to protect your mental and emotional health in these situations and that can be uncomfortable. Again, it's okay to get uncomfortable. You are, are of course, going to... Approach building these boundaries with a positive and or neutral voice level and in your body language. We're not going to, you know, approach these uh, these these conversations with um, negativity or, you know, um, being rude, you know, and boundaries are not rude. Boundaries are actually a way to show love. It's a way to show love to yourself and love to others because you're being kind ultimately. You're kindly letting them know what you will and will not tolerate. So here are a couple of suggestions. I go really deep into um, how to build these boundaries inside of Burned In Teacher University. And I have a whole, uh, we have a whole mindset focus lesson on building boundaries. And then I even have a bonus lesson. So I pulled just a couple of little pieces out of that here for you. So first of all, state what you would prefer. Because if they are able to take up space and tell you what they prefer, which is essentially telling you they prefer to complain, then you can tell them what you would prefer, such as, I like it when... I like it in our com- in our collaborations when we talk about our plans for next week so that we don't have to work over the weekend by ourselves. I like it when we spend time really setting ourselves up for success next week. Or I don't like I don't like spending my time listening to this or blank. I'll let you fill in the blanks there because, you know, there's any number of things that we can add into that um, end of that sentence stem. The second way to build a boundary is to show your values, especially like I said, if you've read Hacking Teacher Burnout and or you've gone through Burned In Teacher University, you have a set of very strong and steadfast core values. You know what's the most important to you. So show them. You can say something like, I'm really disappointed when, or I am not willing to contribute to conversations about students and their families. I'm not willing 
to spend time that we should be talking about instruction and supporting our students, talking about our administration and how much they suck. The next way that you can set a boundary is to actually state a consequence. Now, again, this one is going to be different um, for everybody, depending on your specific situation of facing this negativity, but I want you to make this work for you, okay? State consequences. If this negative commentary continues and does not become solution-focused, I will have to blank for my own mental health. I will have to leave. I will have to eat somewhere else. I will have to whatever you feel is fair. And obviously, I think this goes without saying, (laughs) and maybe it doesn't, write all of these things out first. I always suggest when you're doing something uncomfortable, if if you're getting ready to have an uncomfortable conversation, to write it out first every single time, okay? The fourth way that you can set a boundary is to create space emotionally. I can't eat with you anymore if you are going to blank. You're not blaming them. You're not shaming them. You're not disrespecting them. You're stating what you will need to do for your own energy and time and mental health. If they choose not to stop talking negatively about a certain event or a certain person or a certain group of people, Okay, so I know these things are hard. I know that you may be getting uncomfortable here just thinking about it. But the fact is, is if you want different results here, you have to do something different. Here's the last suggestion I'm going to make for you to set a boundary. Okay, you can essentially, and I had to make this choice when I was um, a second year teacher. Now, actually, I have to reframe that. I got an opportunity to leave the grade level that I was working in that was so negative, okay? You too could explore the thought or the idea of changing grade levels or changing schools or changing districts or changing where you eat lunch or changing who you eat lunch with. And that actually kind of leads into my last way to set a boundary and protect yourself is to find a safe space of support and learn how to become mentally strong. Like you found this podcast, right? But maybe you can find another teacher in your building who is also wanting to be proactive and to create a positive workspace. Here's something that you might find from going through this podcast, listening, and then going through the exercises I'm encouraging you to do. So I want you to like think about your classroom, right? Because I'm thinking about mine right now. And actually, I was just telling my friend about this. Um, We were Marco Poloing today. We always, when we talk about our classes, we tend to focus on the most challenging students, right? When, and I know I do this, and I have to catch myself. I have to do a lot of thought catching. The majority, I mean, the vast majority of my class, they are they are doing their very best every day. They're following our expectations. Of course, they have slip-ups now and then, but they're doing their very best to follow our rules, do their best, and um, to help me to do my job better, (laughs) okay? There are just a very select few that are very challenging and who need that consistent little extra bit of support that I have to give them. So from this practice, you might realize that maybe it is just one or two people. It's not all of your coworkers. And I think that it's it's fair to say 
that sometimes our attention goes to the people that suck our energy, right? Like they um, they make things unpleasant. Like sometimes those people have the biggest personalities. They um, they are the loudest, right? Like the squeaky wheel, right? So what I'm hoping is that from this practice that you're able to identify, you know, who is not negative. Because I guarantee you there are more people in your school who are not negative, who are positive, proactive, who want to go to school, do a good job, make an impact in in any way, in any capacity that they have in each day, right? And, and then go home and then live their lives outside of school. And I guarantee you if you start to pay attention to those people, your energy and your focus will begin to change and you'll be easier um, to a- you'll be easier able to sort of put those blinders blinders on like I teach my kids. Put the blinders on to all that extra noise and focus on you doing the best that you can and being positive and proactive in your own So I want to mention a couple of resources here that I pulled from in order to give a really solid answer. As I already mentioned, I did pull pieces of my response from Burned In Teacher University from Module 3, where we really focus on reflecting on our challenges, becoming more solution aware, and how to build healthy, strong boundaries for our overall well-being. So if you're interested in exploring that, go to burnedinteacher.com slash course. It is open and ready for anyone to enroll. I also want to let you know that in order to do these hard things, you are going to have to do things differently. And if you are ready to make some shifts in your mindset so that you are feeling better equipped to take your next best step, I want to invite you to my brand new free burn-in teacher workshop. It's called Tackle Your Teacher Burnout in 30 Minutes, Three Shifts You Can Make Today So You Can Begin to See Change Happen tomorrow. So go to burnedinteacher.com slash workshop if you would like to take 30 minutes to begin to tackle your burnout. I guarantee you these three shifts are going to be extremely helpful in you moving through any challenge that you may be facing. And finally, if you have a question you'd like me to answer on an upcoming podcast episode, go to burnedinteacher.com slash ask and you can fill out a quick form anonymously or you can leave your name and or you can ask a question via SpeakPipe and I will play your question here on the podcast. All right, everybody, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned-in teacher. Burn on. If you enjoyed today's podcast episode, you can head over to burnedinteacher.com where you can access the entire vault of burned-in teacher podcast episodes and more information about ways I want to help you go from burned-out teacher to burned-in human. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would be so grateful if you would head over to iTunes and leave a review and a rating about the Burned In Teacher Podcast. Until next time, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a Burned In Teacher. Burn on.